What's it like to be a general manager of a hotel? How do hotels feel about it when guests steal like your pen, your towels? Hundred tubes of shampoo gone missing in five minutes. There was a guest who felt sick, need to go to a hospital. What are the conditions to get a free upgrade? Or is it a myth? I say what you shouldn't do first. How do you get a free room upgrade? This is your daily catch up. Okay guys, before we start the episode, we've noticed that more than 50% of you are not subscribed. So as Denise would say, just smash that subscribe button, smash it real good. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. All right, now on to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by the Singapore Tourism Board. So what's it like to be a general manager of a hotel? I wouldn't know. But today we have someone who does. So this is Roy, this very well-dressed man is Roy Liang. He's a general manager of Dao by Dorset AMTD Singapore. Yes, that's the hotel's actual name. And the <laughs> vice president of Dao by Dorset, completely different thing, uh, more of a corporate role. Uh. Roy has previously held management roles in Indonesia and Malaysia, and he's also one of the youngest hotel GMs yeah, I was gonna say, in really Singapore. Young. Wait, how old are you? Are you like 30 years old? About 19. 1990. <laughs> oh. 1990. <laughs> oh, actually passed that, yeah. 1986, actually. 37 this year. Oh, oh. Yeah. so you just look young, lah. No, I'm kidding. You are young, you are young. <laughs> okay, but welcome <laughs> to the show. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Wait, but what does a general manager do? Well, the general manager manages uh, the hotel's business, as the title suggests. Uh, general manager. In each hotel, there are typically about 10 to 12 departments. So I have 13 varied departments uh, that I have to manage. Before you were a hotel GM, right? Your f- I found out that your first job in the tourism sector was a duck tours tourist guide. I got two questions. Mm. Why <laughs> and how? Brings me back um, really happy memories, I must say. Because after, after national service, uh, that time we have six months of uh, break before going into university. And I felt... I didn't know what to do in my life. <laughs> so after that, uh, someone told me, say, hey, you want to earn some, some good part-time uh, money? It's quite good, no? You earn a lot more than waitering at a table. Yeah. I said, okay, man, rock and roll, give it a try. So they brought me to Duck Tours and Hippo Tours. Like, I'm like, wow, not bad. Wait, there's a Hippo Tours? Oh, yeah. Hippo Tours is actually part open of Duck Tours. Open-top bus, right? The open-top bus. Wait, then Duck uh, is the one that go in the duck water. Duck is the one it's that... shaped like a duck. I mean, not shaped like a duck, <laughs> but there's a duck, yeah. there's a duck <laughs> head on like the front of the, the boat. Is not that, that exactly. They just painted the face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a <laughs> military vehicle, yeah, actually. It's an amphibious military vehicle. military vehicle. I took the Duck Tour twice. Very funny. I, both times the fella damn funny. Oh, okay. Like, do they give you a joke book? No, no. So in, it's in my talent. time, uh, you have to prepare a script yourself. Uh. Oh. Right. Yeah. So you you go through you go through a few rounds of training, and then I remember we used to do about probably nine rounds a day, eight to nine rounds. So oh. actually, by by the second month, uh, you sometimes when I fell asleep, I can remember I was just going through my commentary in my mind. Because I say it so often, right? And, mm. But it was quite fun because every group you get a different 
uh, you get a different group of audience. It's like a show, you know, when you are. When it's you're really stand up comedy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it really stand up. Yeah. That's yeah. probably yeah. the founding of stand up comedy, man. <laughs> the founding of stand up comedy is in Dark Tours. Uh, Roy Liang is just so established. Guys, so yeah. Wait, sorry. So you you did like Dark Tours for because it pay well at that time. When I started doing this, I quite enjoy uh, telling people about Singapore. Do like, you have like a favorite story? Oh yeah. If you look at the Dark Tours. Uh, route uh, to Hippo Bus. You actually pass by uh, Raffles Hotel. Some people actually say that the last tiger was shot in Raffles Hotel. Singapore's last in tiger a, in the hotel. It was rumored. Yes, uh, they were. They really did shoot a tiger in Raffles Hotel. But I, uh, people guessing were guessing whether it was the last tiger. It was Wait, under. It, it was like a wild tiger. Wild tiger. This is actually one of my like favorite stories. Yeah, like from yeah. Singapore history, like just randomly found out that a tiger got shot in Raffles Hotel. Then I found out, right, is that Raffles Hotel sells merch of these tigers. And there's like a children's storybook about how a tiger got shot. Very inappropriate. But I don't know how people want that. There's a tiger plushie. History is history, you can't change it. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a tiger plushie, the next day they sell the gun. <laughs> Free yeah. bullet included. <laughs> so then, of course, let's tell them, make them feel a bit sad, you know, last tiger is gone. but. Fortunately, nowadays you you still have our tiger in Singapore in the bar and billet room now with your tiger beer. And then, ah, <laughs> you just dead now. Funny man. You were a tourist guide. Yeah. And then now you are a hotel GM. Yeah. Like, what's the in between here? When I went to university, uh, I still felt like quite a bum. I didn't know what I wanted to study, so I chose to just do a general um, business management degree. So I studied at uh, Nanyang Business School. <laughs> yeah. And fortunately in those days, uh, they, they had a specialization called tourism and hospitality. And yeah, I was quite lucky. Stars were quite aligned and they had a scholarship at that point of time, um, which I, I managed to get. La. So because the company that gives the scholarship is Capital Land and they have a hospitality arm. Right. So I will have to be bonded to them. And that's how I started my hospitality journey. I was very lucky that when I entered the workforce, um, the company made it a point to have a talent management program. I managed to be rotated amongst the operational departments, the support functions. And after that, then they posted me to Jakarta. They go there and do what? I, I go there and hit the property. So, oh, wow. so I went there to, to become the residence manager for Somerset Grand Chitra. I spent two and a half years in Jakarta. Then I went to Malaysia. I was part of the opening team for two other hotels in Malaysia while I was managing one. Then I moved back to Singapore. Hey, as, good on you, man. Thanks. Proud you, man. So you sleep in the hotel? Uh? I only stay in the hotel when I was posted overseas as glorious as it may sound. Uh, I was posted to a property where it was it was old. I think about 20 years old uh, without renovation. Yeah. Do you get the big suite? I got a really big room, but that's that's only because uh, the property has has, big rooms has an abundance of uh, <laughs> big rooms. And the big rooms were not very popular. Remember the property is quite old. Yeah. yeah right. So actually not many people want to stay in a very big room because- yeah. Yeah. If you stay alone, it's quite scary. La. Yes, yes. And it was a three bedroom, I remember. That's 100, huh? 190 square meters. It's not weird that like on your off time, then you wear like comfortable clothes. So like the guests can see you in your yeah. spiffy blazer. Also, you never know hours. when your <laughs> next door neighbor is the GM <laughs> yeah, of the hotel. You open the door, it's this guy. <laughs> like, crazy, right? <laughs> Especially when you get the big room. <laughs> um, after a while, you kind of get used to that, especially with the guests who stay for a long time. The property that I was working at is 
It's like a hotel and a service apartment combined. So you have some guests oh. who stay two or three nights, but you also have guests who stay there for like six months. And, oh. and so every month when there's events and activities, you interact with them and they see you more as friends. Uh, you've described your work in kind of quite general terms, love, but uh, even from what I Google, what a general manager is of a hotel, uh, they just say it's a pretty much an all-encompassing role. <laughs> so like, uh, I just want to know like what your... What's the day in the life of Roy? You know? <laughs> What's your day-to-day -day like? So as I, I mentioned earlier, there are 13 departments mm. uh, under me in my hotel now for the GM role. Let's say morning I go in, uh, I, I will first sit down with my sales and revenue team uh, to look at the rates that we are selling. A hotel is like a stock market. You, you price your rooms at different days, different months of the year mm. uh, to get the maximum revenue. Now, after I have that, maybe one and a half hours, then I'll go to my finance department. <laughs> one and a half yeah, Finance department, and then because I approve every single thing in terms of cost-wise. Normally, I cannot have too many debates lah, because there could literally be hundreds and thousands of items that uh, it could oh. be prawn or it could be egg. <laughs> after all that, maybe half my day is gone. Uh, sometimes during lunchtime, I will go to the, to the restaurant to take a look at the situation. Sometimes I dine there. It's also part of the benefit. So in the afternoon, I will typically do my operational round. I'll go and check. Uh, I go to front office, look at the arrivals. Is there any VIPs that we need to, to engage them? Uh, are there many rooms that are out of order? Then I'll spend some time with housekeeping. Usually housekeeping is at the basement of the hotel. So you go all the way down and then you to, you to, to B1 or B2 and then you speak to the housekeeper. When all that finished, uh, I probably will spend another one hour to go through with my chief engineer. Because in most of the hotels... But the day have an end. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's 3 p.m. Yeah. It's about 10.45. Very technical and uh, they go through each project. If I want to renovate the restaurant or if I want to change some room setup, wallpaper, I need to understand because I'm not an engineer myself. After that, you know, I may talk to procurement, <laughs> IT. Oh, uh, after, that, <laughs> after that, then you have breakfast. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I typically also spend a lot of time signing, signing things. It sounds like with all these meetings, you don't even have time to be front facing, you know. Yeah, where's the hugging yeah, like where's the the shaking shaking the baby one? Normally my, my breakfast time and uh, <laughs> checking time about about two PM. But it's not a it's not a fixed one hour. La. I will go to the restaurant, I will set have a chat with uh, some of our in-house guests. Uh, who are there? Who is there with their family? And really, I was oh, so cute. Uh, how are you? <laughs> I, I, I give them some lollipop, or a small toy. You know, yeah. Is and there then, always something in your pocket for children? No lah, I'm not Santa Claus. Oh, Doraemon. <laughs> <laughs> so I've seen online right that if someone leaves something behind at the hotel, yes, it goes into the yes. lost and found department. And yes. I heard, have you met famous people like at your hotel? Oh yes, I met. Who a is few. the most famous person you've met? Huh? Hold up. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And before you get back to the episode, tell us what your favorite hotel is. All right. Now by Dawson, now by Dawson. Yeah, that one. All <laughs> right, back to the episode. Whoever turned it in, that staff's name is attached to the item. And then 30 days later, if nobody claim, the staff gets to bring it home. So every hotel has a slightly <laughs> different policy. Like. Some hotels may take the initiative to reach out to the guests. And some hotels don't. They deliberately do not because oh. it could be quite sensitive that you reach out, let's say by email, and then you say that, hey, you left behind this thing, but someone else may read the email and say something. So privacy 
privacy wise some hotels then my wife see yeah, and then she's yeah. like those can be anything it can be anything yeah <laughs> so some hotels okay, okay. may, may <laughs> let the guests take the initiative <laughs> to reach out to us uh, then we we decide what to do okay but of course I mean if the item is not anything dubious then no, but sometimes uh, the stay could be dubious Yes, it's very common. It's actually yeah. very common. What do you mean uh, that the stay is dubious? Like Hotel 81, for, ex- for example. I mean, they, oh, they all forget about <laughs> it. Right? Like, for example, <laughs> if they like, hey, like, hey, you left your pen here. You left your laptop, like, you know? Your camera and yeah. tripod. The more important ones are the high value items. Like say I left a Rolex behind. Yes. So there, there should be a strict uh, guideline of... For example, I will, we will mandate our staff to make sure first we take a photo, there's a proper form to fill up, and we will also inform the police. So the police actually handles high uh, value items left over. So I cannot bring uh, it home, la, is the conclusion. No, no, you cannot bring home. <laughs> then you the police got home. the 30-day rule. Just go form, right? And then like, they take it away. La, yeah. What about on the flip side? Like, How do hotels feel about it when guests steal like, your pen, your tower? Some people even take it uh. low, right? So like when housekeeping is like yeah. cleaning the rooms and then they yeah. have the cut outside yeah. and I need more shampoo. <laughs> Then you just go there and squeeze it into your own bottle. No, it's a little bottle as well. So you need more shampoo, they call them. Uh. It's really there. And no, yeah, usually, yeah, you know, the, the cut's at the hallway, right? Yeah. yeah. Then the, the housekeeper house is inside someone's room. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just standing there. I really just want water. I see water. Yep. And then it's free yeah. for all. Is it, no, I don't know. Really. <laughs> <laughs> the, the question is, is it okay to walk there and take the water? If, if it's me, what I will do is, normally the door will be open if a housekeeping cut is in front. I will ring the doorbell, wait for the housekeeper to come out and say, hi, uh, I'm a guest staying in room, whatever. Ah, they have too much can, work. Can, yeah. I, can I take a bottle? But I, I don't want to be seen on camera uh, or, or, by, or by any guest just yeah, sliding yeah. my hand into it and uh, and taking. You have to think from the staff's perspective. You don't want the situation where the entire cut of water, <laughs> or, uh, like a hundred, hundred tubes of shampoo gone missing in mm. five minutes. So then they have to answer to their, right. to their right. departmental heads. There are certain things it's okay for you to take and, uh, and we're happy for you to take. Example. Yeah. So if you want to take a pen and you want to, oh. you want to take a few pieces of paper <laughs> from the notepad, well, be my guest. I am your guest. My, <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. My, right. my, hotel, my hotel's name is on the pen that you use to yeah. write every day at work. Thank it's you. Much la, right? Thank you yeah. for helping it's me do the, yeah. do the little mm. bit of advertisement. But if you remove my towels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my towel cannot. You shouldn't be removing towels. La. If you have small tubes of shampoo and shower gel, yes, feel free to take them. Because you cannot use a bit, leave it there and think that, yeah, don't, don't, don't waste things. Let the next guess you. No, no, no. Those are disposable tubes. We cannot oh. reuse them for sure. So feel free to take them. But having said that, nowadays, most of the hotel chains have changed. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Because of sustainability. So many hotel chains 
and hotels have changed to the press bottles. Mm. Yes. So you don't yes. have the small tubes to, to bring back. So I can't bring the press bottle. Uh, maybe you can bring the toothbrush. Normally it's locked. La. So there's a small mechanism where the housekeeping department will have an Allen key. You can remove the lock. So sad. Uh, Allen key? We don't trust these people. They to the point that you There was a time when there was no Allen key and someone took the bottle straight away. But there were there are also many occasions where some of the guests really love my shampoo and, and uh, shower gel that uh, they brought PET bottles to pump it out. And I don't, uh, we don't stop them. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's within your room, it's your right. Yeah. You do it, we refill it. It's, it's a small thing. If you like it, great, enjoy it. Yeah. Tell people about it. <laughs> but maybe you don't want to tell people that you brought PET bottles. But you just did though. Yeah. <laughs> there should be metal detectors before you leave. He's like, just standing yeah. outside the room watching you like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do what, about what it. What are the conditions, right, for one to get a free upgrade? Ah? Uh, like, yeah. or, or is it a myth? No, no, no. We give free upgrades quite often. So we get we get the normal stuff out of the way, okay? Sometimes we overbook, right? Yeah. So we overbook, we upgrade you to a higher tier. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Then sometimes we make a mistake, we upgrade you to a higher tier. Mm, sure. Mm, mm, yeah. So that's not what I'm talking about. Of course. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah, what can, <laughs> what can I proactively do to optimize my chances? Yeah. yeah I'm thinking that being nice is step one. Yeah, step one. I say what you shouldn't do first. Lah. Don't okay. don't go to the counter and say that you are so-and-so. <laughs> and, uh, do you know who I am? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, actually yeah. quite common. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They don't say like blatantly, do you know who I am? Lah, but they were hint, hint. They don't show any aggression to the front office staff or to the management. Don't, don't walk in thinking that uh, you are obligated to get an upgrade. So I, I would suggest before you go to the, before you arrive at the hotel, if you really want to secure your chance of an upgrade. Honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah, right. Tell them that you are here for a special occasion. Right. It, it doesn't have to be honeymoon, you know. It can be- well, Wedding some, anniversary. Uh, wedding Something anniversary. Something that you cannot like. Yes. Get IC for him. Yeah. Don't use your birthday too often because you don't realize that you give your passport to them yeah, upon yeah. check-in and they, they know what your birthday is, okay? <laughs> Uh, but it's okay not to have anniversary or etc. You can just say it's a special occasion. I really, really want to delight my girlfriend or etc. You know, right. I uh, be, be sincere about it. You know, I like in the booking I, form lah. Uh, you can send an inquiry. And every okay, time you okay, make okay. a hotel booking, they usually have a uh, remarks yeah, email yeah, yeah. or either remarks or an email where you can directly send, and then you can detail down. You know, be sincere about it. Say that you you are really here to celebrate a very important occasion. It, it would be really grateful. Uh, I would be really grateful if you could provide me an upgrade. And also, you begin even before showing up. Uh. It's the pre-game. You have to craft the narrative. You no, know, I get, I get why, chances, but yeah. also that I totally could have picked the higher tier, but I didn't. Yeah. I picked the lower tier asking you, can you give me the higher tier? Isn't that quite annoying? No, but budget. <laughs> ma. And every day, budget how many times you get this kind of thing? Uh, like, no, is it frequent? Not, not very often. Not after this. Not even 20%. So we link the template down below. <laughs> <laughs> so such situations can only happen if there are sufficient rooms in the higher tier that is not so. And the hotel management, whether it's DM or front office manager, identify you as a guest that, oh, you're here for a special occasion. We take it upon our duty to want to wow you and give you a magical stay for a special occasion. Then we take the consideration and we give you an upgrade. If you don't state anything, it's very hard for you to stand out amongst everybody else. Then how does the hotel decide, why should I give the upgrade to John, not mm. Peter, not Marcus or not 
Mary, for mm. example. <laughs> you forgot our name. Yeah, you could use that. Oh, no, no, no. no. no I'm kidding, I'm kidding. John, John, Jared, and Denise. Yes. Roy, have you met famous people like at your hotel? Yes, I met a Who is the most famous person you've met? King Jong-Kook. Huh? So he stayed at my hotel. Oh, before. sorry, sorry, that was the wrong. That was the wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Did you pronounce his name correctly? King, Correct. King Jong Kook. Yeah. Oh, Kuk, right? you thought? <laughs> 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 I think we all thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. No way. Oh, not Kim. You wanted to lay low, right? It's Kim Jong Un. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the running man, the running man guy, the running man guy, one very well built guy. Roy, you've worked in the tourism industry for you said thirteen years. Twenty ten, I graduated. So fourteen this year, Yeah. So very different time. From when you joined, like yeah. how has the industry like you know transformed, if I can say it, like since you first started? With the rise of uh, robots and automation. <laughs> robots. <laughs> you you have seen robots going around in hotels and restaurants to mm. to deliver food, to cook eggs, to make coffee. But I would just say that uh, this technology adaptations helps us to a certain extent. In my opinion, at least in the near future, it will not replace the entire human touch. Because mm, right. the essence of hospitality industry is you pay money to have a, a magical time. And very much of their magical time is defined by your interaction with the people at the hotel. And it's the small mannerisms, consideration that they give, the sensitivity of uh, your needs that allows them to make a decision on the spot that makes your trip different from the next guest sitting down. A chat GPT cannot do that, let's put it this way. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot give you a guest a template answer in words and make you feel happy. I realized, especially as a, as, as a poly kid, so I studied that in poly, right? Um, that the hospitality sector, unlike any other sector I've seen, right? Has a very, very big emphasis on its people over its service. Reese Carlton has this tagline which is called ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen which I thought was really interesting because it shows that level of respect you have there because when you come the people working here are your host in this country and they will do everything to make sure that you are safe and you are taken care of like taken care of. So like last time I was working part-time I think in mice. Wow damn funny. Eh? The company they are interned with right they were they do medical events one so it's like the association of the cardiovascular, blah, blah, or the gastrointestinal stomach. Right? <laughs> of all the jobs and part-time jobs I've ever done, right? That one, the time passed the fastest because of the virtue of you're always interacting with people. I mean, the prep work is hell, right? But on event day, you 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 wake up at 5 a.m. and you feel like, oh, it might be quite shack. But on that day, all the way until 6 p.m., it just speeds fast because every single time you are like trying to delight someone, you know, you're pulling out that lanyard, you're going and you're breaking them into your breakout rooms and all that stuff. I honestly thought, I was going to do have a career in that since my internship and like, I think my boss like me, I like my boss also. Yeah, but I think it was my back. <laughs> I also considered before, right? Like I want to just go and work as some backpacker in, right? So that I can interact yeah. with a bunch of different people, meet different people, go on experiences and other kind of shit, right? The interaction to me, very key. Like when you yeah. describe a good trip that you came back from, is like to me, it's usually that very few good locals yeah. that made your mm. trip. Yeah. You know, not, I mean, if it's a country that you just go there for a luxury stay and then you jump like, okay, whatever, lah, right? But if you go there to want to experience a country, it's always that one guy, that one, uh, that, that driver you booked for your entire yeah. trip, that person that worked in the hotel that, like, you don't book that, I book for you. You know, then they, they give you like half price and say, yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. the tourist price. Like those people make your trip, they make it into your, your social media. 
do you think you have left any lasting impressions on like a guest? I would say my my team has uh, my my front facing team members have uh, have given a lot of good memories. I remember a long time ago there was a guest who who came to the hotel but felt sick. My team and I uh, actually realized that the guests need to go to a hospital, but we don't know what's what's happening. Right. So we need to handle it in a sensitive manner. You don't want the ambulance to pull right in front of the mm. lobby and mm. everyone see this this person going and then speculating <laughs> what's going on at the hotel, right? Uh, so we handled it sensitively. We sent him in the hotel car. Uh, and then one of my team members actually stayed uh, all the way until about 3 a.m. or something. Uh, wow. Just to wait for the guest. Mm. That guest was very grateful. Very grateful because he felt that in the most difficult time in the hotel stay, the someone from the hotel actually bothered to be with her. Moving f- forward nowadays, uh, I have a lot of family staying with me. I have a three and a half year old son myself. So I know what it feels to, to want to make my children happy. So we actually have a whole toy library in my hotel. It's <laughs> called the lost and found. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, no, no, it's not, it's not. I guarantee you it's not. So it's, it's, it's actually toys uh, that we loan to our guests across all ages. Can I ask for one like, if I really wanted to? You cannot bring home. You, oh, yeah. you play when you're there. Oh. Because we, we want to let parents know that, you know, when you go overseas to stay with your children, right? Actually, toys uh, is not the most important thing, but unfortunately, it helps to keep your children Occupied. happy. If we can have these things in the hotel at their disposal, it helps to save a lot of space and it helps to give them a peace of mind that mm. they don't have to buy new toys when they are there and they don't have to carry it across continents. This additional children's facility, they feel that they are well taken care of. Then they will give us a, a good review to say that, wow, this hotel, this management has done a good job in, in thinking ahead for families. In it. So being in the tourism sector for so long already, right? O- over a decade, right? Like when you talk to friends who are, or people who are not in the sector, right? Are there any common misconceptions that people always have? I think most people think that when you work in a hotel or hospitality industry, it's always a rank and file role. Because for many decades in Asia, uh, that has been the situation, parents' time or grandparents' time. Over the past few decades, the expansion of hospitality industry across APEC means that there are first more Asian hospitality companies. Second, they need Asians who are competent, uh, able to communicate, sensitive to the cultures, to manage hotels, even for the Western chains. Mm-hmm. We always try to dispel the myth. There's no career progression. People always think that you will forever be standing at the front desk. You will forever be a concierge. You will forever be a, a housekeeping supervisor or room attendant. Mm. But the truth is, because there's a dearth of talent, especially local talents in Singapore, if you are passionate about your role, you produce results, and you can communicate your your thoughts and your your ideas well enough, there are a lot of opportunities because there are so many hotels. So what would be a pro tip from you, right? Mm. For somebody who's interested to join the se- sector potentially? Depending on your career aspirations, if you feel that you are ambitious, you, you have a very good educational background, but you don't know whether you should step into this industry, uh, you, you should attempt to join companies with some sort of talent management program. They give you opportunities over span of the years to prove yourself. Right. It doesn't mean that you're guaranteed to become a CEO by year 55, mm. but at different stage of your, <laughs> your progression, oh, you have to prove that you are better first 
compared to your peers and people who have done that role for many years. But we must also ident- we must also know that in this industry, it's not just about trying to become a CEO or trying to become a, a GM. There are many people who are earning an honest living. They just do. They are just doing a role that they are passionate about. They may not want to be a GM or CEO. They could be just a front office receptionist, a, a duty manager. How you succeed in it, how fast you get promoted, really depends on your results and your effort while you are at job. On the contrary to like robots replacing like roles in the tourism sector, right? Like I, I remember reading an article where actually new roles are even being like created. Like what I saw some examples are like sustainability manager, a carbon accountant. Carbon accountant. <laughs> no idea what it is. Uh, and what uh, some roles mm. in the tourism sector mm. that people might not know about. Yeah. Um, so you're right to point out in the recent years, uh, a very important role uh, and the popular role is sustainability manager. And this happens mainly in chains, la, not so much independent hotels. Mm. So in chains at the corporate offices, they may recruit someone to just look at how the entire company, how there can be the right policies in place to ensure that as a brand, they fulfill certain environmental sustainability guidelines. If you were not a GM, right, and you could pick one other role in your company to do, right, which which do you think would be the job you enjoy the most? Probably marketing. I enjoy seeing how the, the hotel's reputation uh, increase through digital marketing, loyalty marketing, uh, through different campaigns. The difference it makes to a hotel, it does magic. Um, and I, I quite like that process. There, there was a time, right? Like if you book, a hot, you book a banquet for your wedding, right? Then there's this thing you can check off whether... You, you know how... <laughs> there are two things you need to check off. The first one is that, do you want the presentation of food? You know, now the food, they just come from the signing point table, right? Then got, got one time last time, it's like... They turn... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the tiger, and then they go, and then they go around with some formation. Then um, if you are VIP, or and or I don't know whether you can just take something... Um, the, the GM will be the one presenting for the red table. Ooh. Like first dish. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Remember. Nice. I remember I, they offered my sister. Then I'm like, why, why would you want wow. my sister say yes? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for the episode. Once again, thank you to our sponsors, the Singapore Tourism Board, and of course, Roy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. we hope that today's conversation has given you a better idea of what it's like to work in the tourism sector and maybe even encourage you to bring your passions to life. For more information, you can head over to the links below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Roy. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so polite. Are there like certain things you should look out for to identify whether this is a good hotel or a bad mm. hotel? Like whether you should get out of there or... I would suggest people to really go and uh, read the reviews of the the hotels first. Yeah. But when you walk into a hotel, right, mm. like physically, like yeah. is there anything that is an indicator of a... The pipe is dripping. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe something it's a bit obvious. obvious yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. If it's on fire, generally. <laughs> yeah. I think you see it from a mile away. Yeah. Uh, if it's on fire. <laughs> if yeah. the staff is beating each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think <laughs> maybe... maybe, maybe <laughs> can it, like. I check in? Can I check in? <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.